Hello, I'm Stephen Morrow. And I'm Christopher Philippi. And this is The The Podcast Podcast with Benefits. On today's episode, we talk about... The ways we talk about sex. Dry orgasms. Can Stephen come alone? And... Wait a second, is, is Chris a prude? Am I a prude? Steven. How have you been? Okay. Okay. You know, just the the weather and uh, the COVID. Uh, it's got me going a little stir crazy, but yeah, I feel I'm sure it. I'm not alone. I feel like uh, I'm one of those people with the unfortunate superpower of having their emotions match the weather. Mm. And so the more miserable it is outside... Or the more cold it is outside, the more miserable and cold of a human I am. That's kind of a common superpower. I mean, it's uh, just existence is yeah, seasonal <laughs> depression. Yeah, that's and what it it's rains. called. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. But I can put a lid on that one for you. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, so, I've got a bit of that going on. But okay. it's fine. Well, speak, speaking of, of you, Stephen. Uh-oh. I would, oh, I would like to ask you a few questions that I've had throughout the course of us having these discussions. Oh, no. With your permission, you know, I, I, if, if you're so kind as to share your life with us, uh, I, I mean, I don't know that the audience cares to know, but I know, I want to know, and I think it might be interesting. So uh, is this the, the interrogation of Stephen Morrow, part one? Of an, on, an ongoing series, yes. <laughs> so, most people, a lot of people, when they say they need to get off or to, you know, to, to masturbate or something or to reach climax, whatever, they'll just say those things. They'll say, like, I need to go masturbate. I need to, to go. I, I say crack one out a lot. Uh, oh, you, that sounds awful. <laughs> Right, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds painful. You, without fail, you always say, I need to come. <laughs> or I'm trying to go, my, my goal is to come. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, it's not to have sex or not to, to, you know, to masturbate together. You always say, I want to come. And f- at first... To be honest, I mean, as, as as open as I am about talking about sexual topics and, and you know having this podcast and, and and co-hosting it with you, it was really unnerving for me every time you said you you wanted to your goal was to come. Really? Yeah, and I don't know why. <laughs> no one's ever been that direct in conversation. Like it, like it's people are, are always a bit obtuse when, when but ultimately yes their goal is to come yeah um but you know they'll say i'm gonna go masturbate you just say i'm gonna go come <laughs> like there's <laughs> you don't talk about the steps to get there <laughs> you just say your goal is to come just, and I, I get you know from your 
experiences and from the you know the, the times you've hung out with different individuals that you're going to get there in different fashions and ultimately your goal is to come but man like you just there's no beating around the bush well you just <laughs> I, I need to come i need to come and i'm gonna come listen uh, most of the time that i come i have to beat around the bush right <laughs> like Right. Because of my whole setup and everything, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the <laughs> well, first of all, I I apologize for making you uncomfortable. <laughs> with no, I that's 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 really the whole. Like, that's I found that humorous to myself, and ironic in that I'm co-hosting this podcast with you, and I'm uncomfortable about a sexual term. The, it is it is pretty forward actually. Uh, and I think, okay, so I haven't, I haven't given this a, a, a ridiculous amount of thought, so, okay. so bear with me. Sure. Um, but, uh, now that I think about it, I feel like it's, I feel like the reason why I say that is, uh, like, I feel like there has to be a lot of reasons, um, or at least there has to be a reason. And so thinking about it, uh, what comes to mind, no pun intended, uh, is, uh, so yeah, that, that would be the ultimate goal. Um, so it's kind of like emphasizing the, the end game, I suppose, instead of the, the road to get there. Uh, but also like it is, it is possible to masturbate without coming like it's possible to jerk off and not come absolutely Uh, sure so so there's that um but then also so i have a feeling that during this interrogation uh there's going to be uh (laughs) probably a story associated with with a lot of things uh but i i haven't always used that phrase uh when describing these things, uh, but there was a period in my life post puberty, so I, I I had hit puberty, um, in which I could not come, like it was physically impossible, and that was physically or mentally. I mean, physically. Okay. Uh, and the reason is I I won't go into the detail because it's painful uh but i had um multiple surgeries on my penis um surgical procedures i should say uh due to due to kidney stones Um, oh yeah so uh i was i was basically uh it it was a very difficult couple of months uh that i was going through this uh, where Gosh, I had yeah. I had like multiple procedures. I had to have like a a, a stent inserted, and then uh, I had to get things broken up, and then I had Oof. to get the stent removed. Um, so those were like three procedures, and all throughout the entire thing, I was on medication. Um, and it wasn't necessarily the the procedures that made it so that I couldn't come, but it was the medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I distinctly remember a friend of mine was staying with me at the time uh, to help me keep my sanity, and we would basically just kind of like 
she was keeping me company and we were playing video games together and I was sort of like fading in and out of consciousness because of the drugs that I was on. Okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, she was basically living with me for a month and a half at this point. Um, but I, I distinctly remember uh, I tried masturbating for the first time since the surgery. Uh, I can't remember which one. But anyways, I had tried masturbating for the first time since then. And uh, I, I don't recommend <laughs> um, doing that before you're fully healed. Uh, <laughs> it was it was painful. Like, pretty much I was consist- consistently in pain, regardless no. of whether I was touching anything. Um, and for some awful reason, just any stimulation down there was arousing. Just because it was like, oh, there's something happening down there. So my dick was always ready. It was like, oh, this is exciting. And I'm like, no, it's not. You need to stop. Calm down. <laughs> uh, but eventually I gave in, um, as as I do. Um, and, as a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I was like, all right, today's the day. I'm going to masturbate. So I I was masturbating. It was fine. Uh, I mean, it was sort of painful, but still, like, overall, it was a normal experience. And then I orgasmed, but I did not ejaculate. It was, Mm. it was the strangest thing. Like, my, like, the whole entire, like, sort of pumping sensation and the, you know, the orgasm feeling, it was all there. Yeah. Minus ejaculation. And I had never experienced that before. Yeah. And at first I was like, this is interesting. Uh, Because it was just like, oh, it was a surprise. And then immediately after that initial thought of this is a new thing, immediately after I was like, that was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I had no idea how important coming was to the whole orgasm experience it was as if it was as if there was no finale it was like a firework went into the sky but there was no explosion it was fucking awful um and so i immediately tried again i was like maybe it was just an accident (laughs) (laughs) so i was like we got to get to the bottom of this so i tried again uh this time stressfully it took a long time uh sure yeah, yeah, because you're worried. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I had literally just had an orgasm. You just came, yeah, not come, well, come, yeah, yeah. orgasmed. Uh, yes, and it didn't work. Same thing happened again. So I was freaking out, and I immediately, uh, I left my room, and I told my friend who was staying with me. She is, I, she's the same friend who shared the a lot of personal things in the past i talked about her and she's the blood slug friend yeah blood and slug she showed me shaving your pubes. yeah, shaving yeah your she's this friend so i'm very comfortable with sharing things with her also sure. she uh she studied uh a lot of like scientific like biology stuff so she's like she's totally immune to talking about anything um so anyways i go out there and i uh i, I leave my room and i'm like hey uh i can't come is this a problem? <laughs> and she didn't have an answer. She was like, you, you should probably call your doctor. <laughs> yeah. And so I called my doctor 
frantically. Uh, I think I called like directly. I called the emergency room, and <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I was I was very excessive. Concerned. I was very concerned. Yeah, and I was just like, did they hang up on you immediately? Like, <laughs> no, no. Actually, I was like, um, I, I I gave them like a brief synopsis. I was like, I I just recently had multiple uh, procedures. I mm-hmm. you know I I've been through kidney stones, all this stuff. Uh, I I. I just masturbated twice and I could not come. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I am having a dry orgasm. That's how I worded it. I said, it's okay. a dry orgasm. And I was like, uh, am I going to be able to come again? <laughs> and she, God bless her. The, the person who answered the phone, she remained calm. Yeah. And she was, she was not judging me. Um, I just told a stranger that I had, I had literally just masturbated twice and she was fine with right. it. Um, yeah. so that was kind of cool. But, uh, at first she didn't really know, uh, what to say. Cause I mean, I guess it could be a number of different things, but, right. um, ultimately we found out that it was one of the random side effects of one of the medications that I was on and it would wear off in like a month or two. So <laughs> that was fine. And I was, I was you know, everything is fine. It works perfectly now. Um, a little too good, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, so uh, after that experience... How long were you shooting blanks? How long were you, you know, was it smoke and mirrors down there? It was about a month. Okay. It was a, it was a very awful month. But uh, the, the first ejaculation after that mm-hmm. was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was still kind of painful because I was still sort of recovering, but that was yeah. great. Uh, but anyways, after that experience, I realized how important, at least for me, coming was specifically for the entire orgasm experience. You know, guys, I've read that, I mean, that men like seeing it and watching themselves ejaculate. Um, I mean, that's, there's, that's why the money shot exists. That's why, you know, the, uh, the porn industry, there had, there are subcategories of just guys coming that even straight males just get off on, like, because it's, they like watching themselves ejaculate. So like, I mean, for me though, it was, it was entirely the physical sensation, like just something about the physical sensation of ejaculating it makes the orgasm complete, I guess. Complete. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, I had never <clears throat> thought that that would be a thing. And and I always hear, um, you know, women talk about, oh, they have sex, but it's very rare that they come. And, and since that experience, I have so much empathy now for women who have sex but rarely come. Like that is, like it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. It is depressing. At least for sure. me. Sure. Oh me, yeah, it absolutely. Was. It was yeah, yeah. depressing. Uh, I mean, if you push aside the whole, uh, like, I the feelings of fear and things like that, because I thought I was broken. Uh, right. <laughs> but like, aside from that, even after I found out that I was fine, it was just a side effect of the medication. Blah blah blah. Uh, that still didn't stop 
sexual urges, it still didn't stop me from masturbating, but each time it was a little worse because it felt like I wasn't actually, like, coming to completion, I guess. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was like, it was like edging, but it never finished. It was yeah. torture. That's torture, yeah, I would never, god damn, I'd hate that. Yeah. But I mean, well, you also, you touched on something there. Yes, you, uh, imagine, you know, thinking, uh, imagine being a woman and not coming and thinking that you're broken, you know, thinking that you, you know, because you haven't either explored yourself in the right way or you found a partner to, to show you or, or learned. Imagine, you know, living your whole life or, or a good chunk of it thinking that you're broken and then just accepting it. I mean, there's a lot of, of people, not just women, but people in our society who have that same issue that with just a little education and uh you know uh, with instruction could be having wonderful orgasms uh all the time yeah yeah and so not only not only that but also like people who uh just have never felt that and maybe they don't even know that that's a possibility and so there's like an entire realm of sexual pleasure or just, I guess, pleasure period uh, that is just unfathomable. Right. <laughs> uh, and it, yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I had, I feel like I have a strange history of feeling broken sexually uh, just because um being gay and uh not fully understanding that like how to process that or how to accept that within myself but then also having like external uh forces that kind of uh made me feel a bit of shame with that uh like feeling sexually broken in that way uh, and then I've I've hinted in the past at having um, sort of ne- negative experiences with my first uh, forays into anal sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it, all of these things, uh, it, and of course, you know, trying to masturbate and having a dry orgasm. Like all of these things, it's like it it really hurts my confidence i suppose um and i feel like overall i'm a pretty sexually confident person now but uh like going through that whole process of of accepting myself for my sexuality that was a big thing and uh going through the process of just kind of figuring out like what i didn't like (laughs) And being able to say that I don't like that and being able to be comfortable saying that I don't like that, that was a whole process. Uh, And thankfully, this whole dry orgasm thing, it's more so a funny story than it is a traumatizing experience. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, that was still, that was a difficult month uh, or month and a half-ish. Sure. But, but yeah, so, uh, anyways... uh, (laughs) So when I say I have to come, uh, I feel like maybe it's because of that 
and because I'm like now I think of that specifically instead of the stuff around it because you know I can be sexually active without coming and that's one thing uh, like I do a lot of sexual activities that are not orgasmic for me and that's fine and I can enjoy those things but oftentimes I have to come <laughs> like that's like it, it becomes this visceral need and so there's there's also there's something confident about it and just matter of fact you know every a lot of people will say i need i, I, I want to masturbate or i want to fool around or you know i want you to jerk me off uh, or i want to jerk off and the, like all that implies that there will be a finishing at the end but you're just like no you're you're not mincing words it's part of the roadmap I want to fucking come. Yeah, I think it does. It also, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the roadmap because I think it, it also goes back to that where, I mean, with the whole like hookup culture and uh, like that kind of thing of just like meeting people and hooking up and things like that, oftentimes it's a very selfish world, uh, <laughs> like the world of hookup culture. And oftentimes people, they want to be sexually gratified and then they want to leave and that's yep. that's it um and being able to say i want to come <laughs> that like sort of sets the the standard that sets that expectation where if i'm like oh i want you to jerk me off uh that's one thing or you know if i i, I want you to fuck me that's another thing but if i specifically say i want to come or i want you to make me come like those kinds of things then mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mince words. It gets right to it and then they know, okay, this is what this person wants out of this experience. So, boom. Generally it's implied, but you're just making sure. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, and and maybe this is uh it, maybe this is a bit more of like a minority experience or something like that, but because I'm not as interested in anal sex or i should say like penetrative sex uh that uh that oftentimes kind of puts the uh the ball in the other person's court i guess where they then are like oh okay so i'm gonna enjoy myself and then i'm gonna leave like they don't they don't even understand that i can get off too sometimes and i feel like this is probably an experience that is more common with women than it is with men, uh, just because it's so much easier for men to orgasm, and it's so much easier for men to know when an, a man orgasms, just because it's yeah. uh, it's There's more out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, but yeah, oftentimes, uh, because of the selfish nature of hookup culture and because of uh, just, I guess, the way that things are um it's just not always guaranteed that i will be satisfied i guess or that i will orgasm and if i if i don't orgasm then it's like it's it's not satisfying like it's not <laughs> it's just not <laughs> as fun um so so yeah saying i i feel like saying that yeah I think you're right. It's it's like a, a very forward setting the expectations. It's it's 
drawing out the roadmap. Uh, yeah. But you almost, like, you set a goal and then you have to work your way backwards. Whereas, again, you know, if, if another person were to create a roadmap, they'd say, you know, and then we'll fool around, uh, and, you know, or then, then you'll jerk me off. But uh, you're very much a, like, I'm going to come and it's going to happen this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of other people, I guess there's just, there's the, it's implied, the implication exists. But yeah. you're very much a... I'm going to ejaculate semen from my penis <laughs> via your hand moving up and down. The, the surface friction of, of yeah. palm to, to flesh. You will stimulate my penis until it ejaculates. Uh, and then I, we'll have spider hands. <laughs> oh, spider hands. <laughs> uh, I don't... I mean, I don't mean to sound like robotic or... Uh, you don't... No, it's not even robotic. It's... It's just disturbing. <laughs> like, I don't want you to change at all who you are whatsoever. And I, like, initially when, like, it, when it would just rattle around out there, it would just echo in my mind when you would say, I'm going to come or I, my intention was to come. <laughs> like, it just, I, I was like, am I a prude? My voice am- in your head. <laughs> Just say, echoing i'm, I'm going, going to come, come. Going i have to, to come. come yeah yeah it would echo in there and just beat around and like it would just haunt me oh, because no. it's so off-putting and i don't know if any of our listeners are going through the same thing because it's just because it's such an uncommon phrase and that's all it is like everybody says it just not in so many words or in so few words yeah like they 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 are honestly a bit prudish about it. And they say, you know, they're going to fool around or they're going to have sex uh, or they're going to masturbate. It's all implied that coming is happening. Now, to be fair, uh, I will to say when, <laughs> when I, when I talk to people about like when I have sexual conversations or when like, you know, we're, we're flirting or whatever, I, I usually don't talk like that. Like I, <laughs> I hope I, I, I speak. Cause I really don't know how you're, getting any you know but i uh i'm i'm wording these things this way and phrasing them this way it's specifically to like i i don't i don't know that's just how i tell stories it makes me feel better that you know that that's off-putting like i like uh, i can rest easier now knowing that you don't just say and so last night i really needed to come to random people you know i mean yeah like i mean i when I, I I have I tell stories differently than I have conversations, usually. I mean, with some people they're one and the same, but uh, yeah. you know, it within I, context. I am not that fortunate. Uh, I, I get the... <laughs> no. You have uh, you have the privilege and the honor of. Hooray <laughs> <laughs> me! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and I, I don't know. Sometimes I I also think it's kind of fun to to do things like that too because then yeah it is kind of startling and it's like oh and it's almost like from that point on you immediately grab someone's attention and if it's off-putting it's almost like okay if that's off-putting to you then you're not ready for this conversation (laughs) come back when you are it's almost like signaling that's where this is going so not necessarily (laughs) i mean like we've talked about some rather vanilla topics 
And but still, it's just it was just the way it's phrased, and, it, and like and I'm I'm ready for that. Like I'm ready for the fucking two girls, one cup, one guy, one jar fucking conversation. And you're just like, and so I needed to come, and I'm just immediately like, pulling the blanket over my head, and like, oh god. But really, I've I've come become accustomed to it. But it's it's ultimately just another way to phrase everything that everybody's already talking about. You're just not sugarcoating it, and and I appreciate that. I, I think it's interesting though, like how, uh, like if. If you know what we're getting at, regardless of how it's phrased, the fact that uh, the more forward or direct way of saying it is, uh, I don't know, and I think it, I think it shows how it, it's so much of our sexual language and how we communicate sexual things is so it it's it's so indirect. Mm-hmm. It's almost dangerously indirect. Uh, we use so many, uh, what is it called, euphemisms? Uh, yeah. Like you were saying, I'm going to crack one out. Or like, yeah. like I feel like everything sexually, we have all of these uh, these workaround phrases. It's almost like we're trying to talk about sex in front of our parents without them knowing. Uh, every time that we talk about sex. And I I kind of like the idea, and maybe this is even part of it now that i think of it uh because this is something that i i am consciously aware of and something that i i do try to encourage actually now that i'm thinking about this uh but i i like the idea of this a sort of sexual revolution so to speak in which we radicalize uh non-shame like just sexual comfort i guess like like maybe not radicalize that's the wrong word normalize (laughs) yeah like um no that's i said revolution and i got excited uh (laughs) but uh but yeah like this idea of, of normalizing just you know the things that we enjoy and talking about these things and uh, now, with that being said, I do think that these euphemisms and these puns and these sort of like workarounds, they can be fun too, uh, because that's kind so, of the, it's poetic almost. Uh, there's a benefit to both. Number one, like it's, it's important that people are able to talk about things however they're comfortable talking about it. But yes, I mean, you know, America is built on, you know, uh, what is it, the uh, just the the puritans and like the super prude folks yeah. not you know like in uh, you know not even not, not touching yourself no dancing because it's the uh, it's sign of the devil's you know welcoming anyway so yeah there there's a there is room for both and it's important to be able to have these discussions and use the correct terminology and, and verbiage uh without any shame and if you're Use, if you're using the euphemisms and the, the the common vernacular to skirt around those words because you're not comfortable with them, that's a conversation you need to have with yourself and, and do some self-exploration. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't say, you know, penis and vagina, or uh, if you don't know the difference between a labia and a vagina, uh, you need to educate yourself and not just call it a pussy. 
you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, there, if there's a lack of education, that's also a problem. But I don't want to ever also strip away people's words and, and say that you can't, or I, should, I, don't, I don't want to discourage any kind of uh, talk of, of, of sexual talk because if that's the only way you're comfortable talking about it, at least you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? of course. Of course. That's a step. That's one step in the right direction. You don't need to, you know, just, you don't need to say, I need to come if, if you can't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, so, I don't think there's any like right or wrong way uh, yeah. to, to talk about these things, especially when it comes to your own personal preferences and experiences. Uh, it's very important, I think, that people kind of own the way that they can communicate their own stories. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that's great with the only exception being if that language is full of shame or, uh, hatred or if, if there's, Derogatory. Yeah, 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 if there's, yeah. if there's that, um, specifically if it's directed outward, uh, yeah. like if, if people are kind of internally shameful, that's a sad thing. Uh, but it's also a very real thing, and it's if that's how they're communicating their own story, I'm more okay with that. But if it's if it's outward and directed at anybody else or anybody else's experience, that's when I kind of I personally get very uncomfortable. Um, there is a, another wrong way to talk about it, and that is not using proper terminology when doing sex, sex education. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Inaccuracy. By no means, this show is not for children by, by for any stretch of the imagination. But uh, in my high school, uh, our sex ed class, uh, our sex ed teacher would not say sex or or uh, intercourse. He'd say, doing the hubba bubba. Isn't that bubblegum? <laughs> Right, you're doing the hubba bubba. When you're doing the hubba bubba, you're gonna catch the STDs. Uh, like it was just—he oh, was no. an awful, awful. Yeah, he was an awful teacher. Um, that just says to me that he was uncomfortable. Right, right. Like it's don't don't use anyway. He was awful, and nobody should ever received their sexual education from him. And I'm sure that most of the teenagers in that class... What if he was sponsored by Hubba Bubba? <laughs> right. Doing he's the just, Hubba Bubba. Right. He's secretly getting a lifetime supply. It's like, Good for as him. long as you... We want to ingrain in people early on that chewing our bubble gum is a sexual experience. So whenever you mention sex, you have to say Hubba Bubba. And he's like, all right, all right. As long as I get my Hubba, Hubba Bubba. Bubba no longer ex- I don't think Hubba Bubba exists anymore. Really? But- I don't know. Maybe it does. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it actually in a while now that I think of it. Damn. Maybe that's why. (laughs) There's a whole conspiracy. The Hubba Bubba conspiracy. He ruined it. Yeah. (laughs) He fucking ruined it. Oh, no. But no, like, so so to go back a little bit, um, yeah, I, I think it's important that people be able to communicate their stories how they want to and... And all of that. I think the reason why um, I say certain things matter-of-factly is, like, I feel like that's sort of an indicator to whoever's listening uh, that I'm talking about something that is either personal or something that I consider serious. 
And even if it's a funny story, um, oftentimes, if I'm sharing something, it's because it's something that's important to me in some sense. Uh, and so I, I use you know certain words or I, I, I convey that a certain way uh, when that is the goal. Sometimes I do use the more flowery language or, you know, the euphemisms and things like that. And usually that's when I'm, like, being more silly or, you know, something like that. Or I'm, like, poking fun at a thing. Uh, I guess. But uh, I've just, I've never once heard you say, I needed to get off or I was going to go masturbate. It was, I was going to come. (laughs) I think sometimes I I say doing the deed maybe i don't know i don't know either i don't know know. you have to play back the tapes (laughs) but also uh i think that's another kind of nice thing about our sort of dynamic here uh we're we're a dynamic duo in the sense that uh i think you use a lot more of those uh euphemisms when you're explaining things and and you take a little bit more of the uh I guess the poetic approach to talking about sex. Um, and, uh, whereas I'm a, a little bit more matter of fact about things. And so it's a nice little yin, yin and yang thing going on, Sure, you know? Sure. So it's kind of nice. I think so yeah. at least. I uh, no, I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, okay. Well, thank you very much for sharing <laughs> that. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, it's going to, and I, again, I, I don't mean to, Make you self-conscious because I feel like that's going to happen now. Anytime you say that going forward, you're going to think about this conversation. <laughs> Please try to ignore that and move on and just keep on keeping on. Don't ever change, Stephen. We love you just the way you are. I can't guarantee that I will never change, but I can guarantee... Never change. <laughs> I can't, Jesus. I can guarantee that I will always be myself. Good. Good. That's, that's yes. That is a better request. Thank you. Please always be yourself whoever that may be, be true to yourself and live your best life. So why don't you masturbate by yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, uh, do we have time? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so, but we can start to scratch the surface of that one. So, uh, so first of all, I should say that I do. I, I do masturbate by myself. You um, seem as though, like, from from all the stories I can recount... I, I don't enjoy it as much. Uh, except, with the exception of talking about how you tried to pull one out, just, you know, you, you couldn't... How you, I'm sorry, how you tried to come and couldn't <laughs> after your, your surgeries. Uh, yeah, um, you always, almost always, it seems as though you, you paint a picture of you just don't masturbate. You always seek out a partner to do it with. So, uh, I, I do masturbate quite frequently, actually. Good. Um, <laughs> Good. I'm relieved. Well, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I wonder if it's, like, an unhealthy amount. I don't know if there's an unhealthy amount. Uh, I don't know. But, I don't know, like, sometimes, uh... If it interferes with your, uh, with work and social life, if you're, like, I'm, I'm late for work because I was busy masturbating or I had to take an extended break because I was masturbating or I can't make it to a function with friends because I need to masturbate. Then maybe it's a problem. (laughs) 
but other than that, it, as long as it doesn't affect other things in your life, I don't think. And maybe, maybe if you ask a doctor, they're like, "Jesus, stop touching yourself! <laughs> Put it down." I, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like, um, for me, so much of, and I, I've mentioned this before, but so much of like sexual satisfaction for me is this idea of like uh just an intimate connection with another person um and that's not to say that i don't you know get sexual urges and sometimes i feel like i have to take care of them uh to like get them out of the way if if that makes sense because like there's nothing worse than uh like being horny and trying to do something (laughs) like (laughs) send me then everything just becomes like second i guess to that thought um like i feel like i'm very much uh like my i feel like mentally sometimes mentally sexually i guess uh i'm very much still in high school in the sense that like sometimes that's like all i can think about and so I have to, like, take care of it in order to be able to do other things. This is the second time now in a row you've referenced coming to taking care of it. So I feel like I've, I've already influenced the way you speak about <laughs> things. And for that, I'm, there's, there's no going back now. It's, we're, we're through the looking glass. <laughs> well, no, like, sometimes... Uh, and, and I don't want to say that, like, um, being aroused is a problem... Uh, but sometimes it it definitely feels like something that has to be dealt with sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, like we, Well, rather than saying the word coming, you're saying taking care of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, if it's on, like, if it's on your mind and it's been a while since you have, uh, done the deed, um, <laughs> then yes, absolutely it is, it can be distracting. Yeah, um, so, I mean, so oftentimes when I masturbate, it's it's that. I'm, like, taking care of it, or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm... it. It's very much so a I-have-to-come moment. Um, yeah. No. But uh, another thing, though, is, like, oftentimes it's very hard for me to... No pun intended. Um, oftentimes it's difficult for me to be satisfied, though. Like... I can I can come any day any time really um right but uh like being satisfied after coming like immediately after coming um does not happen as often because I just don't feel like if I'm masturbating by myself I don't feel like I've made a connection with anyone like I'm just like Oftentimes, the initial thought is, oh, I wish I could have shared that with somebody. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's it's always... And, I mean, that's not to say that it's not enjoyable. And that's not to say that it's, uh, you know, this, this awful experience. But I would rather, like... And I feel like most people would rather orgasm with somebody (laughs) like sure uh, i feel like that's that's oftentimes the case Um, a lot of folks out there yeah and i still enjoy masturbating uh but it's just 
to me, it's kind of like, oh, that would have been better with somebody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oftentimes, uh, if I'm not able to physically be with somebody and orgasm, uh, then, you know, I'll, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. Actually, I'm like a thousand percent sure, uh, that I mentioned like reaching out to people and being like, Hey, do you want to come together? Um, and then, you know, we might like chat with one another, like sometimes video chat, oftentimes we'll just like share pictures or video snippets it's just like something honestly like i don't even have to have any like sexual material i guess um sent from somebody just like knowing that i'm sharing an experience with somebody makes it more satisfying to me if that makes sense like it's just uh to me that's that's really the uh it's like like there's sex and then there's sex elevated and sex to me, elevated it's, it's is the strange. connection sure it's sex plus yeah yeah uh to me it's strange like i don't understand at all the um allure of a sex phone hotline or like jack off instructions uh which would be i think the common uh, equivalent modern day equivalent now what um, jack off instructions what is that yeah, oh, oh, okay, maybe not, maybe not, I don't know, I don't know if, if that's being the gay community or not. A lot of, like, cam models, uh, and, and, uh, you know, amateur porn stars now have J-O-I, uh, jack-off instruction videos, where they basically are, like, uh, a, just telling you how to masturbate, like, saying, like, you know, harder, stronger, slower, stop, you know, like, Mm. Um, or like, ooh, I like the way you're doing that. That's like interesting. Basically... That's like a, it's the illusion of interaction. Correct. Correct. Wow. Correct. Yeah. If that doesn't um, express, like, there, there, that says to me that there is definitely a need for connection. Right. Exactly. Like, and I, you know, and phone sex hotlines were huge, huge before, or at least commercials led me to believe so, <laughs> uh, before the advent of, of, of internet porn because of that need for connection mm-hmm. and i to me i never got it like i like i never called a line and i never i don't care to watch jack off instruction videos like it doesn't i don't give a shit at all like i i care about like if if i with my partner i want to make sure that they enjoy themselves and and they get there and get theirs and that i get mine and that we both enjoy it. Like, but if I'm just masturbating, I'm just masturbating. I, and I don't, I, of course I would like to have my, my dick in a nice warm, wet area, (laughs) but, um, it's not like a, Oh, I wish I could like after several times, if I masturbate like a bunch, like, man, I really need to fucking get with my partner. But, uh, it's it's two separate things for me, I guess. Like I don't know. Yeah, you're not I, one and the same. I feel like, and maybe this is uh, one of my flaws, but me me personally, like, and and this is uh, not necessarily related to sex, I guess, or my sexual identity, but just in general, I have a 
very difficult time segmenting things. Like, to me, everything blurs together. Um, like, and, and this is actually something that I have brought up to my doctor, actually. Um, and I brought up to some people. I've tried having this conversation with, with some some friends of mine, and not all of them seem to fully understand what I'm saying. But, like, uh, and so maybe this will make no sense whatsoever, but I'm going to try. Um like, for me, everything blends together. Like, everything is one and the same. I don't have a, like, uh, something as simple as my work life, my social life, my personal life. No. You, it is you all... Can't compartmentalize, yeah. Correct. But, yeah. but that goes beyond that. Like, um, video games are not just video games they are stories and stories are everywhere and so everything is video games just as video games are everything and that's where it gets like kind of abstract like there's this weird thing that my brain does where if i like see a thing it immediately correlates to like a bajillion other things and i can't stop it from correlating so like um you know how in a lot of shitty apartments, like the one that I'm in right now, the ceiling is a popcorn ceiling? Yep. So popcorn ceilings, when I look at them, it's immediately Florida, Grandma, uh, those cheese puff balls, um, Disney World, and then right there I'm immediately in Hot Tub uh, because of... <laughs> ah! um, but then there's also, I hear Native American music... Um, I smell chlorine, like, it's, it's, there's, like, fucking everything. Um, and eventually, if I keep staring at a popcorn ceiling, everything is connected. Like, if I keep going down that rabbit hole, it's everywhere. And it is very difficult for me to just take a popcorn ceiling for what it is. It has to be everything. Because to me, it is everything. And, and that's, like, really bizarre. But, anyways, so... I believe the terminology, just to make sure people, everybody else is on the same page, I believe it's stucco is the... Oh, stucco. The, the, okay. the common terminology. Okay. Um, I just always but, called it popcorn ceiling. I, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and uh, I've actually... I've determined that this is a form of something called syn- synesthesia, synesthesia, I think. Synesthesia, yeah. Um, where... Uh, people's sensory experiences kind of blend and blur. So, like, certain shapes uh, might be... that might have a taste associated. Numbers have color. Yeah, yeah so that kind of thing. Um, and uh, I think that's why I'm drawn to very, like, audiovisual experiences or multi-sensory things. I think that's why video games are so big to me is because of that. But anyways, so to tie it back, um, so for me, whenever I am masturbating, I am not just masturbating. There's like a lot of other things going on. Um, so it's not uh, a new catchphrase. Instead of it being not inherently sexual, it is not exclusively sexual. <laughs> um, it's a lot of other things too. And because my... I guess 
sexual history is wrapped up in a lot of other things like uh i mean i i already mentioned uh you know sexuality and you know the whole process of of coming out of the closet so there's like very intense like relationships and friendships and like things like that um wrapped up in there and then there's also uh you know my my experiences with um like my first experiences with anal sex where there uh there was a lot of discomfort and questioning and wondering if i was like functioning appropriately (laughs) and all of these things um like there's just a lot wrapped up into that and then to me the way to uh still find like satisfaction through that i guess is by being intimate with somebody else because then it's it's almost like forming another connection i guess and it is it it might even just be adding more to the pile but then at least it's on average a nicer pile i guess if that makes sense <laughs> sure yeah um, you're evening it yeah you're 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 adding more positive memories to that rather than neutral ones or negative ones so uh i don't know maybe that's unhealthy uh <laughs> i i should probably talk to a therapist uh but you know maybe when i can afford it there's a lot i mean if if you get i mean you don't even have to i think if you you we'll, we'll talk offline about <laughs> i think i'm sure that i think there are lots of ways to if you don't have insurance to get basic insurance uh that is essentially free insurance to then get ghost go to the therapist but we'll research that together and then also post it on our facebook <laughs> to help all those who are also in the same boat i mean that's that's a good idea i like that uh yeah but also i i will say i i don't want this to to sound negative and awful and traumatizing i i am a functioning human being uh i am not overall unhappy like yeah i sometimes i go uh you know down a a negative route and i do you know have issues with depression and stuff um just to clarify when you say functioning human being you mean that you you know what do you mean by that i can i can live my life unimpeded by like i don't need help with life like if i were if i were completely by myself i would be fine okay i just wanted that, to make sure like okay yeah like uh, oh, it sounded ableist the way you phrased it no <laughs> i just wanted to make you no, no, i'm a functioning I mean, human being uh i i just mean that like uh i am not held back by my struggles uh the struggles are still very real and mm-hmm. and that's you know i i don't want to diminish that and i don't want to diminish anybody else's struggles uh, but a big reason why like it's not a priority for me i guess to deal with this is because i don't like i don't i don't actually think this is a, a big problem but it is a thing that i think about sometimes where it's like oh, okay well this you know maybe there's something there but you know it's um I do that with a lot of things, though. Like, <laughs> it's... You've gone down a rabbit hole. I don't know where you are right now. 
The kids are all right. <laughs> I I know that you're okay, Stephen. And I know, but I, I don't want to scare people. Better, I guess I, I, know, I don't. You're, you well. You just did in the last minute there of rambling. <laughs> oh no! But ultimately, I think to sum up, what you're trying to say is that you're okay, and I can vouch for that. Uh, you seem to be all right. Um, <laughs> but but ultimately, I do recommend therapy for everybody. Uh, yeah, for sure. I kind of wish it were just, like, included in life. Like, I wish that it was just, like, a a public service. Like, instead of going to the library, you go to the therapist. Also to the library. The (laughs) libraries and therapy for everyone. Yeah, everywhere should have a library and a therapist. Free. Yeah. Just point blank. Much Much like the walk, you know, the CBS... Uh, you know, like little clinic business, just a resident therapist. Yeah, I mean, you know what pisses me off? So you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> I can, I can go to a church and I can confess my sins for free, which you know can be therapeutic for some people. That's fine, um, but like I can't talk to a fucking professional. Well, like I can't, I can't. Uh, it, it to me, it's it's almost you like you can go to a bar and order a water and talk to the bartender. Honestly, basically the same thing. Like I think bartenders, uh, they deserve recognition for their hard work and their service to society. Like completely, Absolutely. completely separated from serving alcohol. I think that oftentimes they are social champions. And uh, I wish that I could hug all of them. Uh, if if they don't well, want it to hug be everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, most people. Most people, yeah. But uh, but no, I. Again, to go back to what I was saying before, I don't want to scare people. But like the main the main reason why I was saying that is. Uh, I I don't want people to think that when somebody has concerns about a thing that's personal, that it's immediately some like awful traumatizing thing that holds them back. Um, while that exists for some people, and that's that's fine, and I I want to support them getting the help that they need, and I want to support them, you know, being able to talk to somebody about that and and all of that. I also think that everybody has setbacks and everybody has problems and insecurities like that's just a part of life everybody sometimes is not 100 percent happy or whatever and that's fine and that doesn't necessarily mean that you are a broken human or that you uh are fucking weird or uh like anything like that i think that that is a normal human experience and while our problems are all different and our experiences are different and the stories that we have to share are completely different um the fact that we all have these stories i think is the grand uniter like that's the thing that we all share and um i think oftentimes people are hesitant to share 
certain things about themselves. Uh, and not just when it comes to sex, but in general, especially when it comes to mental health or um, just like personal, like struggling with confidence or insecurities or uh, like physical differences, uh, things like that. Like sometimes I, uh, I struggle with my height and I get really concerned because uh, not only is it like a self-confidence thing or a self-conscious thing, um, because I'm a, I'm a shorter than average person and I have been since I was a kid. Um, but also like sometimes it does make it difficult for me to do things that other people seem to do with ease. (laughs) Um, and yeah, sometimes it does kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, uh, when I feel like asking for help is, uh, you know, I I don't want to be in anyone's way or anything like that. But anyways, uh, I think that those things are normal, and I I think that... (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hold on. And I think that when people... uh, Sometimes people don't share those things because they're afraid that people are going to think that they are fucked up in some way, or that they, they need help, or whatever. But no, sometimes we just need to share our struggles and that's fine because we all have struggles who's who are you talking to that's saying these things to you yes that's our whole mission here steven yeah yeah of course (laughs) of course okay but i just want i just want to put it are you done soapboxing grandpa I just want to put it out there specifically because that was so not specific. That was so very general. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, trying to. I don't know. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Whether whether you whatever issues you might have, all things are welcome here, open to discussion. I always recommend seeking the help of, of a professional who is studied and trained and learned and can point you in the right direction to get yourself some help, no matter how big or small the issue, don't feel self-conscious about it. Talk to a friend, talk to a bartender, talk to a religious person, talk to a therapist, talk to somebody, talk to to us, (laughs) write a letter to no one and don't send it, write a letter and burn it up, write a letter and send it to us, write us an email, communicate these things. Because if you just talk to yourself, it's an echo chamber, and self-doubt is the biggest villain of them all. Everybody's got self-doubt, and it's the fucking worst. And nobody is their biggest critic except for themselves. So, just fucking love yourself. Give yourself a big old hug right now. Thanks for getting through the last five minutes of this. (laughs) I, love how I don't know where the fuck you went, Steven. Like, that was fucking... I was on a ride. I was on a roller coaster. <laughs> Some... Fuck. I feel like half of that was sort of like a little rant. and <laughs> Half? Well, yeah. Half. I mean, but still, like, what you just said and then what I just said, we basically said the same thing just with different words, and I mean a little bit. <laughs> just a touch! Just a touch! You were fucking everywhere, man. What in the fuck? Anyway. I didn't have a speech prepared. I don't have a script. I didn't either! 
I didn't write it down. Yeah, but you had the entire time that I was talking to come up with something. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was letting, I was like watching the seconds tip off my life. Jesus. I can't get him back. I want my money back, Steven. God. Um, I love you. I love you too. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show, please rate, follow, and or subscribe to The Podcast with Benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to bemorethanfriends at gmail.com, commenting on mtfproductions.com, or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash bemorethanfriends. One day, we hope to do this for a living. To help make that dream come true, please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com. Your donations help us purchase better equipment, fund more merchandise, and hold events. Please share this show with a friend that you love. Thank you.